Welcome back, everybody. This is Undone, episode 20. Today, we're going to be talking about practical teaching. So the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about Andy Stanley's five Ps to grow your faith. So what are they? They are practical teaching, providential relationships, private disciplines, personal ministry, and pivotal circumstances. So today, like I said, we are going to be talking about the practical teaching. What does that mean? It's when the truth of the Bible starts to come alive in our lives and we start to figure out how that fits into our everyday lives, how we use it, how it works for us. Right. And to be honest, you know, we go to church a lot. of us go to church and you listen to a sermon and the statistics say that after two weeks 85% of people have no idea what was said they couldn't even repeat in fact I think the statistics are low of literally when they walk out the door they have no (laughs) idea what was said guilty so it's those sermons or those those teachings that hit you you know in your heart in your gut that they kind of stay with you even if you don't remember specifics they stay with you and they resonate with you and they propel you to actually make a change they change something in your thinking they change something in your mind that changes really your belief system and your belief systems change how you act. And that's what we're talking about when we're talking about practical teachings. Teachings that you that are either from the Bible, we'll go over a couple of those of actually the ones from Jesus, and teachings from other pastors that you uh, that you have heard that have really changed your beliefs, therefore changed your actions. Yeah, because who cares if you know all this right. information but don't right. do anything with it? Right. It, it would go- be like going to school to be a doctor and then yeah, you sit at home <laughs> right. Right. and do nothing with it. Like, who who cares? You're not doing anything with it. You're not changing anybody's lives with the information that you've learned. Right. A smart doctor on the couch is not going to help anybody. He's not going to change the world. She's not going to change the world. Right. So in Matthew 7, it talks about uh, Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the steep streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, but it did not fall because it had foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rains came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. So what Jesus is saying in there, you know, there's a little song, you know, the wise man built his house on rocks. It's a whole little song. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't ask me for my singing. But if you're listening to Jesus' teachings and you're listening to what he says and you do nothing with it, then you're you're foolish. And so, Margo, how about you can you remember a, a practical teaching that gave you teeth that gave you claws to your faith yeah I can so actually two years ago before <laughs> we started propel right. I was going through a really tough time we were things just did not seem to be going our way there was just mm-hmm. a bunch of chaos we thought we were gonna be doing something then we weren't and we were we started doing the Jonah mm-hmm. Bible study so we dove into Jonah we were reading that and really dissecting that and seeing what that meant and so I I really, although, you know, I know Jonah got swallowed by the whale, mm-hmm. I really didn't know anything right. about why or right. what happened after that or what was God, you know, why? Why did he do this? Was God mad? Whatever. Did you not watch Veggie Tales? Jonah was a prophet. <laughs> I never really got it. So I never, true. <laughs> I showed my daughter Veggie Tales, but then I never watched it. Right. 
because I was out <laughs> cleaning or doing whatever. So I never really understood mm-hmm. the story of Jonah. So if you were in the same boat, right. the story of Jonah was that he, God wanted him to go and do something, right? He wanted him to go and talk to these certain people. And Jonah didn't want to because he didn't like those people. So he was like, I'm not doing that. So he gets on a boat and he goes the other way, away from the city that he's supposed to be going to. So God sends a storm mm-hmm. and the storm is insane. It's crazy. Everybody thinks that they're going to die. And so the people, the sailors on the boat were like, what have you done? This is obviously, you know, for you. And he's like, well, just throw me overboard. Jonah didn't even want to sacrifice himself to save the other people. He was like, you guys need to throw me over if you want me off of this boat. And so that's when the whale came and ate him. And then the story goes on. But that is where I felt that I was. I was on this Mm -hmm. boat and I was going away from God. Because as we talked about last week, I didn't want to do Propel. I didn't want to do a women's ministry. I didn't even know that Propel was a thing at this point in time though. It was before we had had a conversation. It was like September, October of the that year. And I didn't I didn't want to have anything to do with women's ministry. I didn't want to do a podcast mm-hmm. that my friend B had told me I should be doing. Right. I didn't want to do any of this stuff because I'm like, I what I don't know what I'm gonna do. How mm-hmm. am I gonna do anything? I had no idea what to talk about, right. what it's gonna look like. I hate women. Mm-hmm. I you know <laughs> and so I'm just like I can't I have like a couple good girlfriends that I can mm-hmm. just speak to but you know having like deep relationships oh I didn't want to right. do everything about right. it I didn't want to do right and I really think God was sending these storms right and just being like and I knew it as mm-hmm. soon as we went into Jonah I knew it <laughs> it was awful sitting right. on that couch I was angry and let me tell you, it wasn't like, oh, it wasn't a feel good, like, oh, I understand now, Jesus, you just want me to do this, you know? No, it was like, I still don't want to. Why right. are you, why are you making me? God, I didn't. God wants you to grow where you don't want to go. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and sometimes he can use our greatest mm-hmm. not wants mm-hmm. as our greatest blessings. Right. So that for me was a huge one when we did Jonah. And I understood, mm-hmm. it made me understand what was going on in my life. And it really, eventually, obviously... Mm-hmm. I started to say yes. And then all of that started to change. So it was incredible. What about you? I go back and I look over a lot of the teachings that I've heard over the years. And a few stick out for me. One of them was Christine Kane when she was talking about, you know, we live in these little Christian bubbles. We live in these little Christian castles. Mm. And whenever we really want to feel good about ourselves, we throw down the drawbridge. We run out. We serve those people. Mm. And then we run back in and, you know, pull up the drawbridge and then we're done until we feel want to feel good about ourselves again and so it really stuck with me that you know what am I doing in my life how are we really doing that as a as a family how are we doing that as a church where we're just running out and serving to make ourselves feel better right and the practical way that I use that was just really trying not to be uncomfortable about people who make me uncomfortable and still to be around people who made me uncomfortable and then it reminded me of the verses you know when you first become a Christian you learn John 3 16 mm-hmm. you know for God so loved the world he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not cherish but have everlasting life that's one of the foundations foundational verses but we always forget verse 17 where it talks about for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him and he means the world and so just really pressing upon my heart of just one more even with people that I feel uncomfortable with right. yeah just one more conversation, just one more prayer, just one more high, just one more next step. And just really it changed. 
kind of how I viewed what I was doing, even with my serving. It's not about feeling good for the moment. It's literally about how can we bring the good news to the entire world, even when we're uncomfortable. You know, whenever I have a question about something, I always look at what Jesus actually did, not just what was said. Right. Like, how did he act? We have to take mm -hmm. all of that into consideration. And Jesus was in the world. Right. He lived in the world. He was there with sinners. He talked to them. He spoke to them. He defended them. Right. The woman at the well, you always talk about that story. Mm -hmm. He was going to be stoned for adultery because right. she had multiple husbands and she was going to be stoned. And he mm -hmm. said, the first one without sin cast the first right. stone. He always did live in the world. He was just right. not of the world. When we look at how Jesus lived. He loved his enemies. Right. On the cross, mm -hmm. as he's dying, one of the right. last things he says is, forgive them because they know not what they do. Powerful. Mm -hmm. So powerful. How many of us are willing to do that? I, I don't know that I could do that. It, even though I would strive for that, I don't know how I could do that. It also shows his forgiveness and his mm -hmm. generosity. You know, he obviously was super generous. He died mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. He took all the sins. It talks about how for two hours that there was darkness fell over right. because it was all the sins falling upon him. Mm -hmm. When we look at the Bible, when we read the Bible, we need to see how Jesus acted in those things. One of the biggest things that hit me one time was we were at the preaching and teaching event mm -hmm. and the woman up there said, well, you know, Judas was at the table. Right. Judas, for those that don't know, betrayed Jesus. Mm -hmm. He's the one that for some silver coins turned Jesus into the authorities. Right. The Last Supper, Judas was there. God, Jesus knew what was going to happen. Right. Jesus understood what was going to happen. He knew who was going to do exactly what and right. he still allowed him at the table. And not only did he allow him at the table, he washed his feet. Can you imagine? That's crazy. I th and it goes back to words are empty without actions. If, if our husband said, I love you, I love you, I love you, but never backed it up. And it's the same thing about practical teaching and the, the Bible application. If you hear it, but you do nothing, you do not apply it, then it's dead. People aren't going to care what your words are if your actions don't follow through. It's like, you know, if you know a lot about weightlifting, but you never lift a weight, right? you're not going to grow stronger muscles. If you know a lot, you know, you can have libraries and libraries full of nutrition, but if you don't make choices to apply the knowledge and eat healthy and make better choices, then it will do nothing. And it's the same thing with the Bible is that the Christian life isn't just about knowledge. It's when our acts of faith intersects with God's faithfulness that our faith grows. So it's, it's discovering that hearing is not enough. Learning is not enough. It's the application. It's the obedience that makes all the difference. Because who cares? Right? Who cares if you say all this great stuff and then don't do it. We all know people like that, right. unfortunately, that say one thing and act a different way. Those people I, I just want you to think about this. Mm -hmm. It's like, I think about people like that in my life and I'm like, gosh, they lead you to do the opposite. Right. They lead you to hate what they're saying mm -hmm. because you know it's a lie. And so you want right. to get as far away from them as possible and act as far away from them right. as you can. And it's like, man, just do what you say. You know, <laughs> right. it's like you would be able, you would be mm -hmm. a powerhouse. You would be able to change people's lives by that. Who cares if you could say all these good things if you're not right. doing them? Because if you have kids or if you've ever been 
been a kid, they're the greatest microscope. Agreed. Man, you know that if mm. you, you aren't living the way that you say you're living, because right. those kids, they repeat everything, they act like you, they're little reflections of you, and it's right. crazy. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Is it wasn't that the doesn't old work? It, it doesn't work. You know, if you're trying to teach someone and tell someone about the good news, it doesn't work if we're not actually applying that good news. You right. know, I think about what would happen if we understood exactly what the Bible said about finances. Mm. And five years ago, you start putting it into practice. What would your finances look like now? Yeah. Or if we started putting into practice, you know, to, to forgive others. And instead of holding on to bitterness for the past 10 years, you know, how if we would have let that go because of the teachings of the Bible and the way that Jesus lived his life, how would our lives look differently because we applied? And a lot of this is overwhelming and, and daunting. Right. Where you're going, but I just, I don't know. I don't know where to start. And my push, my challenge is just do the next right thing. The mm. next wise thing. Just take the next step. One thing that you remember or that you've learned about Jesus's life that you can actively apply. Maybe it's for us women. Maybe it's watching what we say when our husband comes in the door next. Mm. Or maybe it's watching how we talk to our child instead of the way we feel feel like doing it, we hold back and we pray. You know, I say it in my head all the time, Lord, change my mind, change my heart, help me not to kill somebody. Mm -hmm. I had to add that last part in <laughs> a couple years ago. Um, you know, that what yeah. if it's just that? You know, it says hold your tongue. Do You know, the tongue is pierces like a sword. What if we practice? more of holding our tongue. What would it look like that every opinion does not have to be said? Sometimes the best practical teaching we could do is to hold our tongue mm. and not just give our opinion. It doesn't mean that we go through that women have to be silent. It means that is this going to, we think to ourselves, is this going to be helpful right. or is this going to be hurtful? Yeah. What if we just applied that simple thing for the next month in our lives? And maybe, <laughs> and maybe not have the conversation when we're angry. Yeah. Have the conversation <laughs> if it's a conversation that needs to happen mm -hmm. and figuring out what are some ways that I can say this where it gives life to right. a relationship and not death because right. man I wish I would have learned that earlier too you oh know? my and, goodness <laughs> and you guys this is something that is going to be a constant work like right. you're going to constantly have to work at this right. it's not something that's just going to change overnight it's going to be a conscious effort to mm -hmm. apply this apply something right. every single day. So just pick mm -hmm. one thing, one thing that you can work on this week. And like maybe Kimberly said, it was holding your tongue just mm -hmm. a little bit to figure out, to give yourself some space, to give your, your husband or your kids some space to just calm down a little bit, mm -hmm. figure out what it looks like. Is this something that I really want to stand on? Or is it something that maybe I can let go? Right. Is it a conversation that needs to happen now? Or does it maybe can wait a day? Right. Or maybe it's something where you lay out your finances. You mm -hmm. start putting a plan together. Mm -hmm. But I would encourage you also, look around. Two things. One, we're going to fail. People mm -hmm. are going to fail. Christians yes. are going to fail. We're not going to be perfect. We're not going to say the right thing every single time. We're not going to mm -hmm. act the right way every single time. And I know personally, I do fail. I try not mm -hmm. to. And so I ask you in advance for your grace if I ever fail you. Mm -hmm. But number two, don't let those people push you away from Jesus. Mm -hmm. Don't let the way that we sometimes act 
make you think that that's the way Jesus is. Find out his truth by reading the right. Bible, which we're actually going to talk about next week. Right. Also, these are very good tie-ins for, they, they're going to ask them, well, how do I do these things? Because they're hard. Yeah. And next week will give us practical application of how to get it started. And also find somebody, mm -hmm. find somebody that does their finances well in a biblical way, that has an incredible relationship that's biblical, that has whatever it is that you want and just pick their brain. Ask them some questions. Where's a good start? And do those things. So I encourage you guys this next week. I just pray for you. God's mm. going to lay something on your heart that you can make a small change that's going to affect the rest of your life in such a positive way. So until next week, we are going to be talking about private discipline. So we'll see you then. Until then, much love. Live bold, live blessed. Thank you.